On the show today, we're going to be talking about your first six months as an entrepreneur, daily habits, analysis paralysis, and some of your biggest challenges you're going to face as an entrepreneur. I'm Dylan Kolstad, and this is episode two of the hashtag AskDK show. So I'm really excited about today. We're going to be um, addressing a couple of questions that we got through from Twitter. And I just came from the Extraordinary Women event where I spoke about a lot of these topics about what your first six months are like as an entrepreneur. Now that you've left corporate and you've made the big jump, um, we're shooting at a new venue here. This is a pretty cool venue, the Business Center in um, Century City, Cape Town. So pretty cool, pretty rad venue. Okay, so we got a whole bunch of questions in, some from Twitter, some from email. Okay, so the first one was, describe your first six months as an entrepreneur. So I've often used this analogy of being a dairy cow uh, when I was in corporate. So in corporate, I, I was told when to eat, I was told where to go, I had, I had cows all around me, pressed up against me, it was a fairly safe environment, we were all in this corral, and, um, and there was literally no autonomy. And eventually, when I decided to become an entrepreneur, I literally felt like this little dairy cow that had been put outside in the wild, and I felt terrified. I felt like there was danger all around me, I didn't know which way to go, every noise freaked me out. And, um, but eventually, facing all my giants and learning all my lessons and, and standing up to my challenges um, and having a good business mentor with me the whole time, Peter Moss, really helped me to, to tackle those first six months and not give up because I really wanted to give up a lot. I wanted to go back to the safety of my slavery past. I wanted to earn that big salary and I didn't care about the slave masters and, and, and the hell of corporate because I just wanted that salary again. So um, you're definitely going to need someone to help you, sort of mentor you through the first couple of months, especially when you get stuck and you face your first giants because you're going to want to quit. First six months as an entrepreneur was pretty terrifying. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of business. So one of the tips I want to give you, one of my friends told me this, um, Zane Green. He said to me, you've got to, you've just got to, you've got to do work for free until you get paying clients in. He said that um, when, you, when you're doing no work and you're dead quiet, people can smell that kind of desperation. You know, so if you're in the lift and you're, and you're asking people what they do and you start saying, oh, I'm, I'm a marketer, uh, you know, I can help you grow your business. Do you need me to help you grow your business? As opposed to, oh, I do marketing and we are so busy. We just, just keep signing so many clients one after the next. Um, that gives off a different energy. Or I've just completed this amazing project and uh, it's been so successful. That gives off, an, they, nobody needs to know that that was for free. So that's what I did in the beginning. I did a lot of work for free. Um, pro bono work just to learn and to figure out what I was doing and also just to not be, um, you know, without any work and, and without any success stories. So that's a, that's a good way to start. Also the word gets around and people start talking about you. So I found out a, a couple of pro bono projects, you know, in the form of charities and um, mission work and, and, you know, individuals that literally would never be able to afford my services and so I did the work for free. So yeah, the first six months was pretty hectic and, um, and you really just got to stick it out. You've got to have six months runway in your bank account. I was taking money out of my bond to survive. And, uh, and I was hiring interns, so it's, it's quite a, a unique strategy working only with interns. 
Um, I found they didn't stick around very much and also that they weren't very loyal. But, you know, it was, it was give and take. Uh, they, I was giving them good skills and they were earning a little bit of, of, of income and, and, um, and they were helping me, helping me do some work. So the, in, the intern strategy only worked so far and after my first six months I had my first full-time staff member, which was very exciting. Um, so yeah, I, I started getting some clients, I started networking, so be, be very much out there. You'll see in this talk I bang on and on and on about your network. It's really important that you network. It's really important that you have, that people know your name and that you're visible out there because you're just going to meet someone who's going who's to come on board as a client and uh, you, you may spend an entire day at an event and leave with one client and that makes that day worthwhile. Okay, so let's move on to question number two. So the question is, what are the daily habits that you put in place that have helped as an entrepreneur? So it's very important that you send out your quotes when you say you're going to send out your quotes. It's very important that you return your messages. It's very important that you check your emails. Um, I wrote a blog called Entrepreneurs, Businesses in South Africa, Why is it so hard to do business with you? Um, you know, I've called small entrepreneurs and I've left messages on their phones. I've filled out the form on their websites. Nobody gets back to me. I've got a card in my hand. I want to give you my money. And you literally don't want my business. You make it that hard for me to do, to do work with you. So I think just having some ethics and some disciplines in terms of replying, doing things when you promise to do them, it's very, very important. Um, but daily habits, I think, when you're starting out, it's very easy to lie on your couch and watch TV or not get out of your pajamas. A very wise person, um, Ferdy from Clickmaven, he told us when I did this course at the Bandwidth Barn, he told us that um, you have to start your work day at 8 o'clock, you have to be dressed in your suit and, um, and you're not allowed to put the TV on and you absolutely need to be disciplined. So that helped a lot just knowing that there was going to be no TV time. I had to work my company as if I was employed by somebody, number one. And number two, he gave some very good advice. He said, don't work from home. He said, the quicker you get out of your home office and go to a co-working space or shared space or any kind of office space, he says your business is going to grow a lot quicker. And he was absolutely right. Thank you, Ferdy, for that one. So I can share that with you now. Don't work from home. Your business will grow much slower. There's sort of an energy that human beings give other human beings. And plus, a lot of these people are going to be your clients, especially if you're starting out and you're in a co-working space, you tell somebody what you do, you meet somebody else, you go to a meeting, there's all these events and all these networking opportunities, so you're going to grow twice as fast, three times a day, ten times faster if you work out of a co-working space and not out of your kitchen table. Okay, question number three is from John via Twitter. As an entrepreneur, where being decisive and taking action is key, how do you overcome the challenge of analysis paralysis? So analysis paralysis is when you're faced with so many options, that you don't make any decision. So this is a flaw. Um, this, is, this is something you're going to have to work on, John. Um, I've often said that I'm braver than I am smart. And I think it helps being an entrepreneur being braver than you are smart. Because sometimes if you just overthink everything, you're never going to make a decision. The other thing that I say is that as an entrepreneur, you can only see a small light in front of your feet in terms of the path that you need to walk. You don't, nobody sees the full path. You can envision it, you can imagine it, but in terms of physically making decisions, there's only a really small 
halo of light in front of you that you can see. And, um, and there's usually two paths for an entrepreneur. There's a path of light and a path of darkness. So whenever I find that I'm on the path of darkness, it's when confusion comes over me and a bit of depression and I don't know, something's not right. And usually it's I'm busy partnering with somebody that, and I'm going down a wrong path. At that point, I will cut off those associations. I will turn down that deal and I will backtrack to the last point where I felt I was on the path of light and then I will move back onto that path of light and, and, and I, immediately I'll feel a release. I've got a lot of fire, irons in the fire at any time, sort of a whole bunch of kind of paths that I'm pursuing at the same time and I just walk and push and walk and push and I'll find that this one doesn't work and so I'll stop that one, I'll keep on at this one and then I'll find that doesn't work and then I'll keep on at this one and I'll find okay there's less resistance and I'll keep going. Um, but at the end of the day, if you try to do too much, you're going to end up doing nothing. But if you end up doing nothing, you're also going to not succeed. So um, check for some internal triggers. I'm reading a really good book by John Senai called What's Your Moonshot? And he deals a lot with your internal voices, your internal triggers, your internal blockages. You might have some belief set about yourself that you need to unlearn. Um, that's paralyzing you. Fear of failure cannot drive you. So you need to ask yourself, why are you, um, why are you not making decisions? So it could also be that you just literally don't know what to do, in which case I would ask, advise that you get a business mentor, somebody who is a successful entrepreneur who's gone down that road before and that you can literally just ping them. At the end of the day, you need to trust your inner voice. You've got, a deep, you've got an inner voice in here that knows right from wrong and, uh, and you need to trust that one. If there's a sense of disquiet or discomfort, then don't do something. But if there's, a, if there's nothing stopping you, then absolutely by all means, make a choice and live with the consequences. What's the worst that can happen? As long as the choices that you made are based on integrity and honesty and always, um, and always doing the right thing for your clients and for yourself, yeah, I think you're going to be okay. But yeah, John, if you want to send me some more specific um, uh, examples, then I can give you a more specific answer. I hope that helped you. Okay, number four, another mail via email. Uh, what are your biggest challenges that you've had to come, uh, that I've had to overcome? So in the first six months, some of my biggest challenges were clients that didn't want to pay. So I had a client, I quoted her, she accepted the quote, I told her exactly what I was going to do in the quote. It was only something like 4,000 Rand and she was very happy with it. So I went ahead and did all the work and when I was feeding back the results, she was seriously taking notes and pinging off emails to developers and saying things like, oh, this is amazing, this is incredible, thank you so much, I really appreciate it. When it came time to pay the bill, suddenly she had a problem with the bill and that floored me and I actually wanted to close my company down. That, that small giant absolutely killed me. It's amazing how giants that, that were doing my head in at that stage, now I laugh at and I know how to deal with them, but I had to face every single giant at that stage. And so some of my biggest challenges were like somebody being unhappy with something and me not knowing how to confront, or a client taking liberties and pushing a project uh, too far. So I've had to learn how to place boundaries and all of these are just lessons that take time, it takes time, it takes time. I am now no longer a dairy cow, I am a longhorn steer. I can take on a bear, I can take on a mountain lion because it's taken me six years of facing giants to learn what I can do and what I can't do and also to get a sense of what's right and what's wrong. So there's no shortcut for experience, you're going to learn the hard way. But as long as you face all your giants and don't run away from them because what happens to giants that you run away from? They follow you. So make sure that you don't let that happen. Okay, that's it for today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I hope to see you around for episode three of the hashtag AskDK show. Please do send us your questions via Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, email, whatever you like. We'll see you next time. Have you subscribed yet? You haven't subscribed yet? Subscribe, hit the button, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You're not going to regret it, subscribe. I want to see you next week. Come on.